the Lord in prayer, please. Father, we thank you so much for the joy that we can experience in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We thank you for this time of the year. We thank you for the incarnation, the birth of Christ, God in the flesh, God with us. Father, we thank you for that continuing presence. We thank you for the privilege which is ours to worship you today. Help us to do that as you instruct us in your word, in spirit and in truth. Bless this service for your glory, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, the Children's Chime Choir is going to be ministering to us in song. And uh, I think we have a couple selections for us. And then after that, uh, we'll sing again. And during that time, uh, those going down to Children's Church will go in. Okay? copy of God's Word, please turn to the New Testament book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, and we'll be reading there in just a moment, Luke chapter 2. Rick Warren once said, the miracle of Christmas is not on 34th Street, it's in Bethlehem. And he's right. And that's one reason why each Sunday of this month we've been taking a journey to Bethlehem. And our traveling partners today are found here in the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. And today, as we journey to Bethlehem, we'll be traveling with the shepherds. Traveling with the shepherds. We're going to pick up our reading there at Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse number 8. Luke chapter 2, verse number 8. The Bible says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Now they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Now, the majority of us know this story very well. In fact, it's so familiar, if we're not careful, we'll miss much of what God has for us. Because we've heard this story, we've read this story, year after year after year after year after year. We almost know it by heart. We almost could say it without the Bible in front of us. But we've got to be careful and look at it in a fresh way. Now, you know that already here in Luke chapter 2, the baby has been born, the Lord Jesus. It says in chapter 2, verse 7, and she brought brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Now, there were in the same country shepherds out the fields, keeping their flocks by night. These shepherds didn't have to go far to reach Bethlehem. They were in the same country, the Bible tells us. One scholar said since Bethlehem sits on a ridge, the shepherds most likely had to walk uphill just two miles, two miles from the fields to town. So a very short trip indeed, if you really want to think about it, as far as others who journeyed to Bethlehem. Now, as I came and looked at the shepherd, uh, shepherds, I, I did it and tried to do it in a fresh way. I tried to read the story as I hadn't seen it before and maybe never heard it before. And as I did that, three lessons came out that I want to share with you this morning. Three things that uh, came to mind as I looked at this story in a fresh way. First of all, are you ready? God may speak to us when we least expect it. God may speak to us when we least expect it. It was an average, routine, normal night, no doubt. These shepherds were out doing what shepherds do. They were watching the sheep. They experienced many a night like this before. And uh, as a shepherd and with the life of a shepherd, they would probably experience many more nights of doing what they were doing out watching sheep. But this night was going to be different. This night would change their lives forever and it would change our lives forever. Someone burst through the darkness on that evening, and it was an angel of the Lord. Look again at verse number nine. 
It says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Before them, an angel of the Lord. Around them, the glory of the Lord. Can you imagine what that must have been like? You're out uh, in the field watching the sheep, maybe talking to one another around a campfire or whatever, and all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord. The glory of the Lord surrounding you. Now, what was their response? The same as ours would have been. It was fear. They were afraid. And the angel, as they so often do, the first words out of their mouths are what? Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God has spoken to them when they least expected it. It was a normal, routine night. They were in the normal routines of life, out in the fields, and God spoke to them. What a message he told them. A Savior is born. Glory to God. Peace to men. Did you know that God may speak to us when we least expect it? Now, how does God speak to us today? Well, God speaks to us primarily through this book, the Bible, the Holy Word of God. But, you know, God may bring that truth to our attention when we least expect it. It may be a passing comment from a friend. It may be a card that you receive in the mail. It may be someone who sings a song and God speaks to your heart through it. It might be a testimony that someone gives. It might be a verse that someone shares with you out of the blue. It may be the still small voice of the Holy Spirit guiding you and and leading you according to his will and his truth. God may bring to your mind a thought, an impression, whatever you want to call it, to bring guidance to your life. It might be a verse or a Bible passage that you've read and heard maybe a hundred times before. But at that moment, God shows you exactly what he's saying. Listen, God's voice will always agree with his word. He never leads contrary to his word. But think of all the ways that God will bring a message into our lives. You see, God desires to speak to you. God desires to speak to you right now. Did you know that? That, That's one of the reasons we're gathered today. But, you know, some will come to church. They'll come and they'll gather with God's people and in a place set aside for worship of the Lord. Yet they'll tune out the voice of God. Uh, They'll tune out uh, the message. They'll tune out, if they can, the voice of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I want to ask you today, don't answer out loud, but are you open to his voice this morning? Did you come expecting to hear a message from God? Did you come expecting for him to speak into your life today? You see, God may speak to us when we least expect it. Are you open for his voice to speak to you in the normal routines of life? You know, most of life is like that, right? It's normal. It's routine. Let's just be honest about it. Sometimes it can even be monotonous. Day after day after day, you're going through doing whatever it is that you do. Are you listening for the voice of God in those days? You know, those red carpet days are few and far between. 
Uh, listen, it's usually shag carpet days, right? I mean, just, just normal stuff. The red carpet's once in a while, but it's the normal routines of life. And God desires to speak to you in those days, to lead you, to guide you, to draw you close to Himself. Are you open for the voice of the Lord to speak into your life? See, God may speak to us when we least expect it, but there's, there's something else I saw here in this passage, and, and that's this. God may send us to places we thought we'd never go. God may send us to places we thought we'd never go. Seeing God of the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, perfect God, perfect man, joined in human form, deity and humanity together, was not on the agenda of these shepherds on that first Christmas night. In fact, when they pulled out their Blackberry and looked at their calendar, it said the same thing it said yesterday. It said the same thing it said the next day. Appointment with the sheep. Nowhere did it say that they were going to go and they were going to have an appointment with a king. And not just the king, but the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and not just the king and Lord, but but the Lord. God in the flesh, God in the flesh. The Bible says in chapter two, verses 15 and 16. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They were hurriedly going. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. No mistake who this baby was. How many babies do you think were lying in food troughs that evening? Animals food troughs. They knew when they found the one. They knew who it was. Now, have you ever found yourself in a place... And you had to kind of pinch yourself to really convince yourself you were there. A place you'd only dreamed about going. A place you never thought you'd be. And suddenly, there you are. Maybe you have dreams about going to certain places. I think probably everybody has some destination spots they'd like to go. I know I do. I'm sure you do as well. I'd like to go somewhere tropical one day. And I've never been. I'd like to go to London one day. That sounds interesting to me. I'd like to go maybe to the Holy Land one day and see the sights and, 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 and see where Jesus literally walked upon the earth. I'm sure you have a list as well. Your list might be similar, might, might be different. I don't know. Some of you just want to go home right now. That's your desire. That's your destination. You're dreaming of home right now. Listen, these shepherds never thought that they'd be sent an invitation to meet a king. But there they are. Now, listen. Their trip, where God sent them, was not a a simple vacation destination dream. They were sent with a purpose. They were sent on a mission. They've been sent by God to witness the baby and then to witness for the baby, if you will. In other words, they've been sent to see God's gospel and then to go and share God's gospel. They were sent on a mission. You see, God may speak to us when we least expect it. God may send us to places we thought we'd never go on mission to witness his goodness and glory and then to share the story of the gospel. But there's something else here, and that's this. God may use us in ways we never dreamed possible. God may use us in ways we never dreamed possible. Now, look at these men again. They were just shepherds. They were not scholars. They were not PhDs. They were not aristocrats. They were not of the who's who's. They weren't VIPs in the world's eyes. Don't you love this, beloved? Of all the people 
that God could have sent his birth announcement to, he chose some shepherds out in the field with some sheep. Abraham Lincoln once said these words, God must have loved the common people. He made so many of them. And you know what? He's right. He loves common people. He loves average people. He loves normal people. If you will. He loves abnormal people. And yes, he loves the VIPs in the world's eyes and those who are who's who's and all that. He loves everybody so much that he sent his son to die in their place. But you know what he delights? He loves to use people that other people have counted off and written off. He loves and delights to use common people. Listen to these words. You might want to jot this reference down in your margin if you'd like to make notes in your Bible. Put it out by the shepherds there. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-29. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-29. Listen to what it says. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Why? That no flesh should glory in his presence. These shepherds were used by God in ways they never dreamed possible. Look at how God used them. Look at verse 17 and 18. The Bible says that when they had seen him, that is the Lord Jesus, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Drop down to verse 20. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. They were used in a remarkable way. Henry Blackaby said this. He said that it is impossible to worship God and remain unchanged. It's impossible to worship God and remain unchanged. Now, listen, these shepherds had never been through the four sessions of share Jesus without fear. They'd never had a class in evangelism 101. They'd never had a class in faith evangelism. They never attended evangelism explosion. They never went through any of those things at all. They simply shared what they had heard, seen, and been told. That's what the Bible says. And they went out and they just spread the message about what God had told them, what God had shown them, and what God had done for them, in them, and were doing through them. They shared how their lives were impacted by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Christian, why don't we do that more? We say, oh, I'm not, I don't have training. I'm, I'm not. I'm edu- Listen, go out and share all the things God's done for you. The things that you've been told, the things you've seen, the things you've experienced. Share with others your testimony. Point others. To the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, these shepherds, all the world would have written them off. They're, they're nobodies. They're just some old shepherds out there, smell like sheep, living out in the field. God says, Listen, I got good news, shepherds. There's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You'll find him a babe lying in a manger. They go, they see him, they glory, they rejoice, and they share the news that a Savior is born. You see, they teach us some wonderful lessons. God may speak to us when we least expect it. God may send us to places we thought we'd never go. And God may use us in ways we never dreamed possible. 
Now, here's the question. How could this come about in our lives? See, I said God may speak. God may send. God may use. So how does this come about in our own lives? Well, first of all, you need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. The Bible says that all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's why he came. He came. He was born to die. The Bible says that he laid down his life on the cross, shed his blood. He lived a sinless, perfect life prior to that. He took upon himself the sin of the whole world. He died, was buried, rose again. He's coming again. The Bible says if you will turn from your sin to Christ, he will save you. Now, I wonder today, have you ever received the glorious gift, the greatest gift ever given, the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ? You say, preacher, how do I do that? You put your faith in Jesus Christ. You're saved by grace through faith. You say, listen, I don't want my sin anymore. I want Jesus. You crawl out to him. And the Bible says that if you call upon him, you will be saved. Is that settled in your life today? If not, why don't you settle it right now? Why don't you settle it? Why don't you cry out to him? Turn from your sin to Christ today. If that is settled, how can God use us the way he used the shepherds? Well, let me share with you a couple more things the shepherds teach us. First of all, they listened to God's message. They listened to God's message. God may speak to us, we least expect it, but listen, they were open for his voice. They were open to listen. Are you open? Are you listening for his voice, do you have faith in what he's saying to you? Do you ever think about the faith it took? Listen, these angels appeared. These shepherds said, "Listen, a savior's born. You'll find him out in the stable in an animal's food trough." But they went. They listened to God's voice. Are you listening to the Lord? Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Secondly, they not only listened; they followed God's leading. They stepped out in obedience. You'll find this baby. They said, listen, let's go. Let's see him. They followed God's leading. And then they shared God's working in their lives. They witnessed for the Lord Jesus. Do you realize what it's saying here? They listened to God's message. They followed God's leading. They shared God's working. Listen, follow, share. You see, God may speak to us when we least expect it. Are we going to listen? God may lead us to places we thought we'd never go. Are we going to follow? God may use us in ways we never dreamed possible. Are we going to share what God is doing in our lives? Listen, follow, share. That's pretty basic stuff. Pretty simple stuff. Right? Listen, follow, share. It's pretty simple, but pretty radical. You see, the sad thing is most of us, we don't do the first thing so the other things don't follow. We don't listen. We don't listen. We don't obey. We don't follow God's leading. And just as you would with your child, you're not going to reward their disobedience. You're not going to reward their ignoring your wishes and your leadings, right? And so our God, he speaks to us and we refuse to listen. So how can he send us and use us in the ways that he wishes? Now listen. This becomes difficult at times in our world, doesn't it? You're busy. We're we're busy people, especially Christmas time. I mean, there's a lot going on, isn't there? I mean, you're thinking about all that you've got left to do. You might be thinking about right now. You're thinking about the list of things you've got left to buy, the food you've got left to prepare. You've got all these things to do. And so here we are in a wonderful time of the year thinking about Jesus, but his 
The voice of God gets crowded out, doesn't it? I understand a woman was out Christmas shopping with two children, with, with her own two children. And after many hours of looking at row after row of toys and everything else, and, and hours of hearing uh, both their children asking for everything they saw and, and, and wanting everything that they saw and, and all the shells, she finally made it to the elevator with her two children. She was feeling what so many of us feel during this holiday season and overwhelming pressures to attend every party, uh, every housewarming to taste all the holiday food and treats, uh, getting the perfect gift for every single person on our shopping list, making sure we don't forget anybody on the Christmas card list. And, and once we get the list done, if, if somebody else is the card that wasn't on our list, we've got to rush out and get another card and send to them. And then they send it. You get another card and you start dreading even getting the cards because you've got to send another card. It's a vicious cycle. But finally, there she is. And the elevator door is open. And what stands before her but a crowded car? So she pushes her way in. She drags her two kids in with her with all their bags and all their stuff. And the doors closed. And finally, she could not take it anymore. And she said these words. Whoever started this whole Christmas thing should be found, strung up, and shot. She said it out loud in the elevator. From the back of the car, the elevator car. She heard a very calm voice. Very quiet, calm voice. She said these words. Don't worry. We've already crucified him. We've already crucified him. They said you could have heard a pin drop. The remainder of that elevator ride. Listen, don't get caught up in the trappings and the trimmings. That's all fine and good. But don't lose sight of why we celebrate. Of who we celebrate. God desires to speak to you. Will you listen? God desires to send you places on mission for Him. Will you follow Him? God desires to use you. Yes, you. Despite your shortcomings, despite your failings, despite things you don't have and you have not accomplished and the credentials you don't have, God desires to use you as He did those shepherds. He desires to use you in ways you never dreamed or imagined possible. But listen. We must listen to his voice. We must follow his leading. We must share his workings in our lives. Now, here's the question. Will you do this? Will you be like the shepherds? Will you listen? Will you follow? Will you share? I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes here just a moment. Everybody quiet. Nobody stirring. Nobody getting ready to go home. Just quietly sitting for a moment. Maybe something you haven't done at all so far in the month of December. What is God saying to you this morning? What is God speaking to you right now? For some, He's calling you to salvation. You don't know him. He loves you. Christ died for you. He desires to save you. You must respond in faith. Will you do that today? Christian, what's God speaking to your heart today? Are you listening? 
Will you follow? Will you share what God is doing? In a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer and we're going to have a closing hymn. The altar is open and perhaps you want to respond today. I pray you will. Maybe you need to be saved today. I pray you'll come. Maybe you're already saved, but God has spoken in your heart this morning. You want to respond. You want to come and kneel and pray and follow. I pray you will. I pray you will. Father, thank you that your Holy Spirit is working right now. And I pray, Father, as you speak to lives, that each one will be receptive and responsive to your leading. Your will be done for your honor and your glory during these moments together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning. Number 118, what shall is this? To lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping. And as we sing today, the altar is open. I would invite you to come. Need to be saved? Just come and tell me that. I'll put you with someone who take a Bible and, and, and show you the way to the Lord Jesus. If you want to come and just pray today, would you do that? Would you just come and bow and kneel and follow God's leading in your life? 118, let's stand and sing. What child is this? You come. 118.